0: What is up everybody this is another one her Very usual, usual. <laughs> hi guys hi Welcome everybody to episode <laughs> 14 <laughs> <laughs> 14 Yay. wow 14 14 mm. the person that you're hearing now she's our special guest Jenny. Hi, everybody. Nice to meet you. My name is Jenny. (laughs) (laughs) Jenny, I'm so glad that normally we have a lot of the guests who a lot of them the few guests that have come on <laughs> they're usually quiet until we actually introduce them but oh, you're really? like I'm, I'm ready to I'm go. <laughs> I'm just <gonna> start talking <laughs> so I'm actually happy about that it's because great. I love how you're already engaging and chiming in so yeah, I mean we're, we're really just gonna yeah we just want to jump right into it because like I think we need to tell everybody who you are mm-hmm. and and then we can go from there yeah uh, sure we have an interesting episode coming Yeah. Okay. So just to introduce myself, my name is Jenny and I'm a nurse. I'm a registered nurse and I've been actually on a med search floor for about four years and now I switched to more aesthetics. Um, So I'm an aesthetic nurse now. I'm also a mother of three beautiful kids and um, two girls and one boy.
1: <laughs> yeah
0: Yeah. Oldest. Um. It's S, who's seven, and then um, the second one is now turning five soon, and then um, our youngest one, one year old. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just introduce myself. Yes. Your life must be so full. Yeah. Too crazy. Too, always crazy. There's like <laughs> never a pause, never a rest time. It's just crazy ongoing life. Yeah. How How do you deal with it? what do you do to how do you deal yourself? with it you know honestly mm-hmm. like there's no structure there's no like I think as a mom you can never be so organized I think you just go with the flow like whatever comes at you mm-hmm. you just do it And all I mean just do your best as a mom or and as any position in your life as much as as best as you can at that certain time and just go with the flow I think yeah it's overwhelming, mm-hmm. but you can do it yeah <laughs> i i think at that point like you kind of forget about having to be overwhelmed you're just like mm. well i mean i'm in it i'm in it what am i doing i just gotta do it right yeah you can, you can go with the flow like you said and mm-hmm. um you do the best you can that's yeah. pretty much what you can that absolutely yeah yeah i think that's so that's the best thing i can say yeah <laughs> just go with flow. Yeah for whatever for for someone who (laughs) for somebody who has that many kids like Mm -hmm. you're so like bubbly and lively so i don't know how how you can keep up with that kind of energy but good for you honestly i try like (laughs) even when i'm at work i don't let like you know my personal life influence me and when i'm at work and vice versa when i'm at home i try to not let that you know get to me as well because i have to then be there for my kids and for my family yeah yeah it's all about balance yeah. I think yes. yes, that's that's the kind of the hardest thing right to find that balance mm-hmm. to be like a good wife to your husband and good mother to your children and also be a good employee yes absolutely <laughs> and then also you know taking time for yourself you know so important yes but it's so hard like finding that time because that burnout, burnout is real <laughs> <laughs> well to get into the brain of somebody who's so busy all the time yeah who's trying to build their own career and life Mm -hmm. and still be sane yeah you know that's where we're very interested in and hearing your thoughts like today's episode it's sort of going to dive into Mm -hmm. your lifestyle your you know relationships and even like with your even patients Mm -hmm. like Absolutely. like I want to know like what what it's like living in that west coastline mm, um okay I mean you're Californian yeah. so <laughs> for all the listeners out in California yes. <laughs> check out nurse Jenny yeah, yeah and I work yeah. at Elliott Plastic Surgery so oh yeah, yeah. shout out to my work <laughs> yeah <laughs> Yeah. We'd love to visit, yeah. right, Irina? Yes, <laughs> yeah, one day. I already have a, I have a, already have a list of uh, surgeries I need to perform. <laughs> <What>? <laughs> yeah. yeah. I mean, do you need to? Is the question? Oh, well, do you really you, need to. That's what we're gonna do. <laughs> Who's telling you to? the uh, It's this. Uh, you know, it's, it's my mind tells me every day. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yes. Yeah. Uh, well, let's let's talk about right now. How is uh mm-hmm. how is in terms of your work? Do you find like you have less patients because of the COVID, uh, oh, or yeah. you have the same amount of patients? Um, well, it's kind of like half and half. So I work at the med spa part, the aesthetics part, mm-hmm. um, of our plastic surgery. Um, but our surgery is booked out. Like this is like the perfect time you want to get things done. I swear um because you're you have your mask on no one can really see what you have done that's right yeah it's like the perfect time and then you're quarantined at home you know you, you spend most of your time at home so it's like perfect for recovery as well so actually for the surgery part we're pretty booked I think we're booked till June um wow. yeah so we're on the go on the surgery part but uh med spa aesthetics wise we're more I would say a little slow I can't lie was a little, mm-hmm. little slow okay. Um, I think people are a little bit more scared to come in. Um, but as mm-hmm. our, so our med spa, we always, you know, of course, follow all the protocols. Um, we always make sure we do our assessments on all our patients, You know, make sure they didn't have the fever for the past two weeks before coming in. Um, for surgery patients, we also check their, um, we also ask for COVID-19 testing to be done. Um, and also we always check temperatures. So we do all the checks um, and we also base patients apart um back then before Mm -hmm. covid you know it was i mean anyone could come in you know friends and family could come in with you but we had to put restrictions on that too as well so i mean we're Mm -hmm. doing our best um to just really keep everyone safe you know to make sure we we do our part to stop the spreading but other than that yes it is a little slow but we're doing i think we're doing okay yeah well what kind of um surgeries if you don't mind me yeah that's yeah, out. so a lot, I would say a lot of bluffs, upper and lower bluffs. Um, oh. Neck lifts, facelifts, right now is very popular. Mm. And, and all the mothers out there that wants to do like tummy tucks, liposuction, everyone's getting it done right now. <laughs> oh. Yeah, I think this is the time to just recover. So. Especially because everyone's sort of working from home that too. and they don't necessarily need to exert energy like traveling to their office. Yeah, or absolutely. People, right? Like lifting heavy things and stuff. Mm-hmm. So, and I feel like mm-hmm. there's another thing. I feel like one thing that we noticed, I feel like because people are staying home, I think because they mm-hmm. look at themselves more often, they're like picking at things to fix more. I think. Yeah, Mm. a lot of the patients have been saying that because they're at home, they're reflecting on themselves, their image, and, you know, their appearance more, they're more, you know, focused, That I think it's kind of driving a lot of patients to come in and get things done as well. That's really interesting to say. Yeah, Yeah, we've been seeing an influx of patients because of that reason. Do you think that part of it has to do with also, you know, not only the mothers and wives, Hmm. but do like men... Also Oh absolutely with the doctors and Yeah, that. so we have a lot of um, facelifts and neck lifts done for men. And surprisingly oh. there has been a lot more um men who comes in for Botox as well. Yeah. Um, yeah. A lot of couples that come together and they get it done. Which is pretty cool. Yeah, men are taking taking yeah, care of themselves more lately. Yeah. And we yeah. encourage that. Are they usually like middle aged like what are the age demographics i feel like as i'm working through this field i feel like i'm seeing younger and younger patients now really like Mm -hmm. even okay i feel like even in early 20s they're starting to use botox fillers and to prevent Mm anti-aging i mean which is Mm -hmm. what it is for botox is basically you're using it to prevent you know wrinkling and anti-aging to come you know slower than it should so yeah which we do recommend patients getting it in their early 30s and 40s, but I feel like I'm seeing more early 20s lately. Um, Right. I was going to say, like, what do you normally recommend and when do you recommend patients to start coming in for Mm, these things? Yes. So uh, I... Once you start. Yeah. Once it (laughs) starts, right? I mean, it makes a big difference. So I would recommend age group, maybe early 30s, especially 40s, because by the time you get Mm -hmm. to your late 40s and you see those lines that are already there without any movement of the muscles those are permanent so we're talking about like Mm. any wrinkles and lines that are caused by movements in the face by your muscle movements when you smile right when you frown um so those lines that that are already there without any movement those are permanent so it's too late for them so that's what we're trying to prevent Mm. so we're trying to botox is a neuromodulator so it weakens Mm. the muscle so bake it's basically preventing that movement to happen not too often to cause those darkening and deepening of those lines. Yeah, yeah. So the more you talk about mm-hmm. it, the more I'm like, dang, I really need to go back and get it. <laughs> we're like, we're like <laughs> over here. <I> know. <laughs> we're all stuck here in New yeah. York, all cold and proud. I know it's so hard to get out. I, yeah, I totally understand. Oh. Yeah, but I, I I do it every six months, and for me, it, make, make, it makes a huge difference. And if you're doing it like every six months, you're probably getting less. Yes. Um, in terms of like units, mm-hmm. right? But that's what they call yes, it. absolutely. Yeah. yeah, I I don't recommend doing too. W- w- at our spa, we're all about very conservative units. We always start low and then kind of bring you up. Never start too heavy with Botox. It's all about natural look. <laughs> Do you think people do it because of the prevention of the wrinkles or Mm -hmm. because of they want to feel more confident? Um, I think honestly both. Yes both yeah prevention and more so also for also appearance and confidence as well. I think usually like the you know Instagram and everything all that really influences Mm -hmm. young age groups Um, right and I think that's what they're looking more into and more unrealistic as well but I think it influences mm-hmm. it influences them a lot yeah, yeah public and have matter. you and have you had any patients like female patients especially come in and say oh that's my boyfriend and my husband wants me to get this and that have you had that <laughs> <laughs> um, honestly it's a, kind of the other way around actually um, Okay. a lot of women surprisingly come and say um, I want to get this done I want to look naturally but I don't want my husband's and my spouse to know that I'm getting it it's actually the wow. other way around okay. yeah more mm. so yeah um but it's more self self-wanting kind of self-desired you know motive yeah. to enhance their appearance yeah. 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 yeah appearance and I think it, it really does boost your confidence when you know that those impurities yeah. have sort of been diminished right. but I mean But then at the same time, like, you don't want people to know enough technically. Mm -hmm. I mean, sure, if if they did, then they do. But it's almost like you are trying to prevent these things from becoming, Mm -hmm. you know, an actual deeper wrinkle, like you say. And yeah, yeah. And everyone's so beautiful in the natural, right? But it's just, I mean, if someone wants to look a little bit better, you know, if they want a certain way, why not? You know, Mm -hmm. I'm actually very supportive and, you know. as long as it influences them their life in a good way yeah yeah absolutely it makes a big difference in people's lives what about if someone like brings you a picture of like celebrity and tells you oh i want to look just like that (laughs) i mean we do our best um to see what you know we're very tentative we hear what you know we hear our patients out um but uh, sometimes it's not realistic you know it depends on your face frame it depends on you know where you're Like for fillers, like, you know, where your cheekbones are, like every, your structure depends on your own structure. So it's very unrealistic sometimes when you bring, you know, a picture and say, I want to look just like her, but we will, what we Mm -hmm. say to our patients is we'll enhance your natural, you know, already beauty, you know, to look the Mm -hmm. best of yourself, you know, and then kind of work with that. Mm -hmm. Right. I mean that—that's what happens a lot in Asia. If you go to Korea and you want to get right. stuff done to your face or your body, you bring an image of who you want to mm-hmm. look like, and then you come out looking like something else because technically you can't be that unless yes, you are that Absolutely. person. So it's like it's almost impossible. Yes. And, and as injectors, and we also, you know, tell you straight out we're very honest. If you don't need it, we you, you really don't need it. We'll, we'll let them know. Yeah. So I think it's just a fine line. Um, to know what's really good for you and what's dangerous, all the risks involved, also with fillers and Botox. So I'm actually yeah. curious. When it comes to your own children, mm. do you think you will advise them to get it done at some point, like earlier, before their thirties, or do you think you will let them like decide? Or how would you approach that? For me, when I, it comes to yeah, you? I yeah. think for my daughters, I would educate them and you know to show them how it works and what how it can be very beneficial mm-hmm. to them but at the end at the end of the day it will be their choice um to see if they do want it or not you know it's their it's their face it's their life but i will definitely educate them you yeah. know for them to know what's out there and all the other opportunities out there yeah. right yeah. what about your boy my- <laughs> i think he'll find out for himself but he's a stubborn one my gosh yes but i think he should be fine <laughs> like mm-hmm. do you know any immediate side effects that most patients need to be aware of before moving forward like long-term effects yes or? i mean every time we do inject someone let's say fillers um there's potential risks mm-hmm. involved so let's say if anyone wants to do rhino like a um, uh, filler with the nose um, we definitely tell mm-hmm. them there is a chance because there's so many important vessels and arteries in that area that we make sure we let them know there is a risk of blindness. And of course, we have to say all the risks involved. Um, we don't uh, mm-hmm. try not to do fillers on patients that already have no surgery because it's already um, kind of rearranged all the arteries and vessels there. So we we have to mm-hmm. be really open, really uh, open to all the risks involved with mm-hmm. all our patients. Very honest and true. It's all risks and benefits. That's that's why you guys are the professionals. Yeah. And then we leave it up to the professional yeah. people to tell me mm-hmm. what to do. <laughs> yes. Yeah. So consulting and always talking with a professional is very important. Absolutely. Do you compare yourself to like other clients or even like doctors you work with? Mm-hmm. And in terms of like, do you find um, them influencing what do you think about your own appearance in any way? Uh, my doctor. Well, the doctor that I work with, um, she's very, Mm -hmm. I don't know, she's, she promotes everything more in any procedure that we do. She always promotes like the natural beauty, nothing too overdone, you know, and I really like that, like her, her vision in every patient, but her like work ethic, it's really like very disciplined. I like the way she works with patients and that really influences me being very truthful, Mm -hmm. being very open um, and very honest with all the patients that really influences me and then she, I really look up to her uh-huh. if you see someone come in and like oh I like their like sh- shape of their mm-hmm. nose I should do the same thing with my own face or with my own nose <laughs> <laughs> have you like ever have like a thought like no. that or you just like you, uh-huh. you just love yourself the way you are and you don't want to change anything <laughs> I do love myself the way I am but I mean if I did mm-hmm. if I did have like you know the financial ability and the ability of time and um, as a mother to do these procedures i would i would definitely get myself done too a lot of okay. procedures yeah. I, I mean why not i would do a tummy tuck too if i had the money and time they have they have uh yeah they have those like mommy yeah, makeovers they do everything right? from liposuction yeah. what is that involve um, more like tummy tucks, okay. you know liposuction in the areas that is needed mm-hmm. and breast augmentation the whole package how many patients do that and then have to come back for another mm-hmm. one because um there are yeah you know like it, it, getting a you know a procedure done that way and then having to maintain it is That's another true. thing yeah right so um some of the advice that we give um for moms we tell them maybe after all your pregnancies are done right all your childbearing are done then come mm. to do it because then it changes everything right if you get pregnant again, and then right. your body changes again. So it kind of, those things, those little things. And also, just um, also after your breastfeeding, when you're done with breastfeeding, then let's do the breast doc. So at the time of it as well. yeah, mm-hmm. Everything depends on the situation. I think that's like a mm-hmm. whole lifestyle. You know, you can't just sort of, get a procedure done ever and then think that that's the Absolutely. end. You know, you do have to keep and upkeep yourself yeah. and make sure that you're motivated to live that kind of a healthy lifestyle. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, you're just going to revert back to some of the things that you've yes. done. Even with when I do so. laser treatments on my patients, um, they expect, mm-hmm. you know, after a few laser treatments for their skin to be perfectly, you know, clean slate. And it never happens that way. I tell them, hey, it's, you have to maintain your skin. You have to wear sunscreen every day. Mm-hmm. You know, always protect your skin. Um, from you know the sun like you have to protect yourself you know just doing these lasers is not gonna make everything perfect you have to do your part that got me mm. curious of like people in california do you see a lot of patients with like skin disease because of the sun yeah or? so we have a lot of patients that come in not skin disease more so but patients who really have those dark spots and melasma and sun spots that really hit mm. those areas of the face with the sun you know hits the most like in the upper cheek area the jawline you know the driver's side when you're driving on the left side you could see all those patterns and i when i see someone i could tell (laughs) if they've been really protecting themselves from the sun um and then really wearing sunscreen to protect yeah your skin but i mean it's so hard it's so hard living in california to avoid the sun Boo-hoo, it's so hard to voice <laughs> yeah. on. I know, I feel so, so bad saying that. Sorry for you guys. <laughs> no. We're just messing with you. Meanwhile, we're here I shivering know. in the snowstorm. I know. <laughs> we rarely get rain here in California. It's so bad. I feel like you only got a few yeah. times this year. What's like can you tell me like hmm. any like crazy story that your patients might have felt or told you? Like that you've experienced, mm. so not mm. really more of the aesthetics field, per se, but more when I used to work mm. in hospitals, when I work working in the med surge floor, every shift mm-hmm. there's a crazy event. Literally, I used to work twelve hour night shifts, and mm. uh, we had a lot of different types of patients. You know, patients, a psych patient, patients, patients is almost you know near death situations. So a very variety of patients. I would say there's this there's this I don't know, there's this thing that goes on with nursing and night shifts. I don't know if you guys heard. A lot of people mm-hmm. say if it's a full moon, it's gonna be a crazy night. Have you guys heard about that before? No. It's <laughs> no. the weirdest place. No it's the weirdest thing. But when you're nursing any nurse out there, they would totally like agree with me. Um if you work night shifts and it's a full moon, um, you know that going into that shift is going to be crazy and it's just always this it's the weirdest thing huh. I don't know what it is like you mean you see like extreme cases of patients coming in or like psychologically Both or, psychologically like so there'll be um, for example in my experience um, I would have more confused patients during the night like people yeah more confused patients more maybe code blues it'll be a very tough night overall yeah, it's and it's it's the crazy thing, but it, it really happens. <laughs> yeah, but those little things. Are you happy that you're no longer yeah. doing those night shifts or? Um, I kind of miss it. I really do. I think, but I don't miss working night shifts. I it really hurt my body really bad. I feel like um my all hormonal right. cycles. My I was so tired, mm-hmm. mentally and physically. Mm-hmm. And that's Mm -hmm. actually one of the reasons why I changed the field. But um, because I have Mm -hmm. three little kids and they're so young of age, I just felt that I needed to be more home and more focused on my kids. When I was working night shifts, the 12 hour shifts, I would come home and I tried to be, you know, zoned in with my kids and I couldn't. It was just so impossible. Like I would Mm be literally, if you say like a zombie status, like I would blank out. (laughs) I would be so tired. Like I would not fully be there for them and I felt so bad like that guilt so I felt like it was like the most important time in their life and I was just missing out but work per se though I would I really love the work at the hospitals I love the energy um you know that adrenaline and just being able to work fast you know also and efficiently with my patients and also seeing different kinds of patients Um, and you work with patients you get to know the patients and I was, I thought for me, it's more, I don't know, gratifying in different ways. Why did you decide to be, become a nurse? Did anything happen in your life or was it something that yeah. you just always wanted? Um. Initially, to be truthful, I have actually wanted to become an elementary teacher at first because <laughs> I love kids. Mm. But that quickly changed when my dad passed away when I was young. Um, he actually had a heart attack when I was in say high school. But that was actually a big motive for me, just because I felt like if I was more educated about what led to his death, for example, I mean, he did smoke, he had high blood pressure, you know, he did have diabetes. And if I were more aware, I felt like back then that I could have changed and somehow done something where I could have helped my dad. So like the most important thing is educating my patients, because that not only influences the patient, but their family members as well. And so that was, that was my very main motive. I felt like if I become a nurse and then I would get that chance to maybe prevent something from happening as if what happened to me and my dad, that would be my main goal. Yeah. So that was more, more my drive to become a nurse. And also I, later on, I did wanted to do also missionary as well with, um, in the future with my kids and my family. So hopefully one day my career will come to use for other people. Yeah. That's amazing. Yeah. Hopefully one day. <laughs> yeah, definitely. I'm I'm sure with that type of heart that you have, especially oh. with family and it will definitely happen oh, for you. you. Hopefully. Yeah, yeah it and is. it really helps that also my spouse is wanting that too. Kind of the same goal. Like he has those thoughts for the future in mind. So hopefully Mm-hmm. I think that you play such a vital part in, you know, keeping those patients happy in their mental states, like whatever they're going through, I'm sure like you don't even realize what yeah. you're doing. I uh, hope so. But, like on a day to day, that's like, you know, like that's like a provider yeah. role, doing as best as you can while, when you have it mm-hmm. and while you have it is probably like the best thing that anyone can see. It's like such a good role uh. model. I know that your kids are probably just looking uh, up to I hope you. so. It's good to see like Mm -hmm. there are people out there that are really genuinely good Mm -hmm. at heart trying to live the best Mm -hmm. that they can with what Mm -hmm. they have. Nowadays, like living in Mm -hmm. California with three kids, come on. I feel like that would resonate a lot with a lot of the working people in America and any of our listeners. There'll be a light at the end of the tunnel someday. It's just, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) It'll be okay. Do you have any advice to your fellow wives, mm-hmm. friends, like nurses or anyone that you could really speak of and how you live? Um, yeah, I would say focus. I I mean, focus. I mean, when it comes to work, dear your best. Like, I mean, it comes back to whatever I said in the beginning. Really, yeah. like, also remember to take time for your children too and your family. Um, I feel like nowadays with our work, you know, our, it's, it's such a busy life that we live in. We forget to really spend the time with our family. And I, for me, the family is very important. So no matter what, they're always number one for me. Remember that, you know, the kids need you too. Your family needs you. You yeah, know, no matter how busy you are with work and how busy you're with your life, is just making sure you set a time for everything. And to not really be hard on yourself as a mother too you know you can never be perfect and nothing nothing can go as planned all the time but you should always also appreciate yourself too just knowing that you're doing your best and you just got to I'm really thankful you know even looking back on myself I know that I'm not perfect but I know that I do my best in whatever is given to me like work or family so I'm I'm thankful that I'm in a situation where I can serve my family and also my work I feel blessed, thankful and blessed. It's a a constant reminder. Just doing your best and I'm pretty sure everything will be okay. Are all nurses this happy and (laughs) positive? Yeah, (laughs) it's tough. I feel like, I mean, I think nurses get each other. Uh, When I used to work at the hospitals, Mm -hmm. it's hard to understand a nurse's life unless you go through one. So, like when you know when nurses come to work together, it, I feel like even though they're my coworkers, they're like my family, because you could vent. You vent out to your nurse friends, your coworkers, the things that they go through. They see death and life every day, you know. And it's a, it's a burnt out, you know. I'm I'm pretty sure you heard on the news, but nurses get severe burnt outs. Yeah, absolutely. How do you find the balance in your life? To like, do you assign a day when you have to spend time with your husband, or do you assign a day when you have to spend time with your children? Like, how do you manage that time? Yeah, um, because of my situation right now, I do work right now four days a week mm-hmm. out of the seven days. But I said before, when I go to work, you know, I my mental you know focus is work, right? I don't bring anything from my personal life to work, mm-hmm. and also vice versa. But with my children, and my spouse. I think marriage life, well, like when you have your spouse, it's very important to understand each other. Of course, when you know you, when you guys are only by yourself, just you and your spouse with you no know, kids, you guys have a lot of time in your hands. and You guys could have date nights and do all these fun stuff, you know. But when when there's children involved, it's like really impossible, right? So it's it's been very honestly to tell you the truth, very very difficult for us to find the time for ourselves. But we do make it happen. Right now, our kids' schedule due to COVID. Um, it's it's been very different things changed a lot so we just do online distance learning right now because of the COVID pandemic situation so it kind of consumed a lot of our time in the mornings with our kids when I go to work my husband watches all three kids so he has to juggle my seven-year-old's schoolwork online with having four-year-old on the side and then also a one-year-old crying in the background. So it's, it's like chaos, like a war zone in the morning. It's really hard. And I, I really give props to him because, I mean, you know, it's even hard with the babysitter, but he's doing it all by himself. Additional to that, he also works too. So, I mean, can you imagine? It's like the craziest thing. Yeah, even um, just side note, but a funny story of all the work. He texted me. He said he was on a live Zoom for his work. But our one-year-old came in the room. He didn't know she pooped in her diaper. So she comes in the room while he's having this live session with a group of people. And he, like, she comes up on his lap and she has this brown thing in her hand. (gasps) Guess what it is. And she's waving it around in the live Zoom camera. And she she kind of touches his face with it. And he looks and he's like, what? And of course, this is all live.
1: They, oh my i God. mean if that
0: doesn't tell you like how our mornings are it's like the perfect depiction that's too yeah. funny yeah so what happened um so well he, of course he had to stop the live Zoom and <laughs> get her changed and washed and my daughter's like doing her, her you know online distance learning downstairs so she has no clue what's going on it's just it's... chaos Aww. yeah but um back to balancing though yeah. um even balancing with spouse is hard, but can you imagine you have to spend time with each child, you know? Yeah. When right. you have three kids, you can't just only focus on one child, you know, because we tend to do that, right? I mean, I noticed myself doing it because we so focus on the baby, right? And we mm-hmm. forget about kind of like the other two. We don't focus our main assigned time with them and it's hard. So I think as a spouse, it's good for us to understand each other and kind of, be understanding when it comes to that right but um when we do have the time like when all the kids are asleep we put our kids to sleep exactly at eight like <laughs> exactly eight that's when they're going to sleep like there's no no like leeway they're going to sleep exactly eight because after that it's our free time honestly that's the only time we could work out too you know so it's yeah. it's so hard like only a little time we have for ourselves you know, mm-hmm. we have to also put in. You know, we have to work out. We have to we take care of our health. So it's kind of hard. It's really hard. If you would have to name like one thing that makes the marriage better or uh-huh. helps to manage everything, mm, <laughs> what that's would a good like question. One, one thing in them in any marriage, yes, especially for some someone who has kids, like how yeah, you, for sure. What would like one thing that you would advise everyone to like pay attention to? mm I think, of course, you know with your spouse, having that good relationship is a good foundation for any family, right? So mm-hmm. if you don't have that good relationship with your spouse, it affects your children um I think it's really tuning in into your spouse's feelings, their stresses, and their problems. You know, I come home i'm mean, I'm pretty sure it's it's the same for my husband too, but I come home, I'm tired, right, but he must be tired too um just to make sure you know you have that understanding like of the other person's you know feelings and and their stresses yeah. in life just be more more tentative you have to be less selfish <laughs> I mean you know always um making sure like your husband or your spouse has you know time for themselves as well and vice versa I yeah because who's gonna do it for you no one you know you don't have anyone it's you you just have you and your husband right you know, at that point so really making sure that you have your husband's back and vice versa it's hard i think yeah. that actually being more selfish for you guys it's yeah. better to to have that for yeah. the both of you so yeah. then you can give yourselves time to A be break yeah, and detox and or whatever it is that you guys like to do mm-hmm. to spend the quality time and yeah. recoup. I I'm really thankful. Is when I when know I'm so tired all the time, but even if I say to my husband like I need to work out because that's like kind of my way of de stressing for me um, uh-huh. to make sure I'm you know I'm I'm fit and I'm healthy too for my family. He always makes time. He says okay, I'll watch the kids. That one hour. To me it's like important, but it's it must be very hard for him to watch that one hour more you know can you imagine work you know watching the kids all day and then having your wife to ask you you know watch the kids one more hour you know just but you know, I really appreciate that he never ever said, never complained, never said no, you know those little things like I think the little things that you know that it's gonna make your husband's or your wife's day a little better and you do it for them no matter how hard it is, I think that little just thoughtful um, actions it really makes it better uh, marriage mm-hmm. you know me too you know I know I'm hard you know I'm tired too but when he says oh I need to go out with my friends I have to I have plans with some. you know I always make sure I accommodate to his needs too just make sure whatever makes him de-stress I try to make it work like just you know making it work for both of us yeah be supportive of each other yeah of course. yes yes you know. yes well, thank you, Jenny. That was yeah, great. No yeah, no worries. <laughs> we we were it was happy helpful. to, yeah, we're very happy to have you today on our podcast. Aww, thank you. It was you. great to kind of dive in into your life, and yeah. I hope our listeners can learn something from you. Oh, I'm glad. Hope so. It was a fun and experience. There's, yeah. <laughs> there's definitely like more questions that we want to ask you, but mm-hmm. I think that we should, you know, hold off. Yeah. For another episode. <laughs> yeah, for sure thank you for having me guys so thank you so much again and we want to tell our listeners if you like this podcast please follow us on instagram our handle is per usual and we'll talk to you next time